Hi there. Welcome to Take the Stage, the podcast for speakers on the speaking life. We're going to dive into what it means to run a speaker business, how to get booked, how to keep your records, how to create messages that matter and make a difference. I'm Mary Snyder. I'm your host. I'm so excited you're here, and I'm here to help you take the stage. Hello there. I hope today finds you well and wonderful. I'm excited about today's episode because we're going to tackle something I've never tackled. I know, 150-something episodes, and this is the first time I've talked about this very thing. So before we get into that, you know what I'm going to say. Are you on the email list? If not, why not? I would love to have you there. Go to takethestagepodcast.com, click on resources, select a resource. I've created those for you. Or just scroll down to the bottom and fill out that little form, name, email, and I'll send you an email every week. Number two is, are you in the Facebook group? Now, the reason I say this week after week is every week, a few of you say, okay, Mary, and then you come in and then you tell me how much you love it. Join the Facebook group. It is worth the price of admission, considering the price of admission is just you joining. And the Facebook group is fun. These are people just like you. They're just like me. We're speakers. You can find that on Facebook of all places. Go figure. And it is Take the Stage Speakers. Come over there. Introduce yourself. Say hello. We're all good. We're all kind. Well, all the ones I know are good and kind. I've yet to meet someone that's not. So let's talk about today's episode. Today, I want to talk about the 10 things I learned about speaking. It will be a two-part episode because, you know, I like to keep the podcast short and sweet, and I also like to share a good bit with you. So I thought I can't do 10 things in one episode. It's a two-episode opportunity. So let's dive in. Number one, God has to be above all things and in all things I do. Now, I know you're sitting there going, but of course, Mary, let me tell you about the prayer that I want you to start praying. It's called a prayer of indifference. Now, I know that sounds odd, but what it means is you're indifferent to the outcome. That's a hard one because as speakers, we want that booking. We pray for that opportunity to share our message. But as a speaker, I only want to be sharing my message in places that God has called me to share. It's a prayer that is steeped in not my will, but thy will. So I want you to make that a part of your speaker life. Lord, I want to deliver this message where you would have me deliver it. Lord, direct my steps. Now, I'm also saying this because while it is incredibly important to pray. God did not call us to pray and sit on our hands. He called us to pray and to go. So I want you to pray and I want you to go. And by go, I mean do. Whether that is go to a conference, whether that is learn more about the speaking life, whether that is write the email, pick up the phone, make the phone call, introduce yourself, tell the world you're a speaker, whatever that is you go and do as God directs your steps. So that's number one, God above all else. Number two, know who your message is for. Y'all have heard me preach this. It was the changing point in my speaking career when I identified 
the who I was speaking to, just one person, not a crowd, even in a room of 50, 100, 500, or 5,000, I am always talking to one person. I'm talking to a person just like you. And the reason that is so essential is knowing who you're speaking to is that it makes your message laser sharp. It's the difference in firing buckshot, which is just scattered, and firing a narrow rifle shot. Now, I know diddly squat about either of those things, but I do know buckshot is just scattered. So scattered or focused, laser focused. And that's what this does when you know who your message is for and you understand the problem you are solving for that person. So we've got one, God above all else. Two, know who your message is for. Three, practice eases panic. I'm going to let y'all in on a little bitty secret. I used to not practice because I love improv. I love to do things off the cuff. I think it's fun to step on the stage and take the mic and just riff and have a good time. And that's great when I'm emceeing. And even when I'm emceeing, I practice now. But when I am delivering a message, I need to know how am I going to step on that stage and open What are the first words that are going to come out of my mouth and how will I close? And I know those things almost verbatim. I still share them in a conversational way. And the middle, the tent poles that I put in the center of my message, I know those too. Now, I don't practice those as verbatim as I do that open and close, but I do practice them. And every time they're a little bit different. Open and close, I've got those down pat. And here's why. That eases the panic. You know the panic. You're getting ready to walk on the stage and you think, I don't know what I'm going to say. You see, when you practice that message so much, it just becomes a part of who you are. And you can step on the stage and talk about it. I want you to pause right now and I want you to think, what is the one thing if I ask you, hey, tell me about fill in the blank. What is that blank? And you could talk to me for 20 minutes without stopping. Maybe it's flower arranging. Maybe you're a whiz at that. Maybe you're an amazing baker and you can talk all about that. Maybe you're a painter. Maybe you are absolutely a whiz at gardening. That's what this message is. It becomes something that you just share. It's who you are. So practice eases panic. That's number three. Number four. Now, I may get some pushback on this, and I'm okay with that. Notes are not always your friend. Mm. Okay, let me tell you why. There is a propensity now for people to use iPad notes, and I'm fine with that. In fact, I was recently at an an event, and I was coaching a speaker, and she used her iPad so well She would glance at it and move away from it and walk back to it and and just glance out of the corner of her eye and walk away. What can happen, and and just track with me because I know this is audio, but I want you to visualize this. I want you to visualize a person standing on the stage. They've opened their iPad. They've stood it up in in that iPad standing pose. You know the one I'm talking about. It's landscape. It's standing up. And they stand behind the podium and their eyes are cast slightly downward as they look at their notes, and begin to speak. And every once in a while, they'll lift their eyes above 
that little iPad and they'll look out at the audience and then it's back down to the iPad. That disconnects you from your audience. And this goes the same if you are looking down at notes and reading. Notes are not your friend. They can be your crutch. I want you to consider this. I want you to consider as you practice, come up with one or two words or maybe even three, a short phrase for every point you need to remember to make. This is what I do. I write opening because I know that down pat. And then I might write one or two words about my connection statement. So I take them from my opening to the connection and connect with the audience. And then the next thing I will write, again, this is on a piece of paper if I'm using that, I will write another piece, the transformation piece. And maybe there are three pillars. And I write two words on pillar A, two words on pillar B, and two words on pillar C. What that does, it reminds me of where I'm moving in the message and then closing. And I will often write under my closing, the call to action. And we're going to get to that because that is definitely something we want to lean into and talk about. So let's go back. God above all else. Number two, know your message. Number three, Practice eases panic. Number four, notes are not always your friend. Use them wisely. And number five is story connects and data can bore. What do I mean? I mean that people connect to storytelling. So tell a story. Tell your story. We're going to get into some other things I've learned, but stories matter. So in this instance, I'm reminding you the power of story and that data can bore. Recently, I was listening to a speaker and first of all, her pacing was really fast and it made me a little nervous and she was on the platform and she was just giving me data. 400 people did this, 100 people did that, a thousand people here and then 10,000 there. It was a very clinical and dry talk about nonprofits and how they are reaching their audiences. But I desperately wanted her to tell me a story about one nonprofit and one thing they did right, or maybe one thing they did wrong. But it was just data after data. There was nothing to connect to. There was no human element. So when you were standing on the platform, I want you to remember that Jesus spoke in stories. Now, I'm not saying you're Jesus. I'm definitely not Jesus, but he's our model storyteller. He spoke to people with stories. I want you to do the same thing. His parables were not all about him. Sometimes we get caught up as speakers in our story is our testimony. Well, sure, it can be, but you can also just tell stories. You can tell stories about things that happened to you, things that you processed, things that you've seen, something funny you read. Find stories and weave them through your message. Stories connect with people. Let's recap for this episode, our first five of the 10 things I've learned about a speaker. God above all. 
That's number one. God is above all that we do. Number two, know who your message is for. Number three, practice eases panic. Number four, notes aren't always your friend. Number five, stories connect and data can bore. All right, y'all. I will see you here next week with the next five in the 10 things that I've learned in my years as a speaker. You have a great rest of your day. Bye for now. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, you will find links in the show notes, and those can be found wherever you're listening to this or at takethestagepodcast.com. I'm Mary R. Snyder, and as always, I am here to help you craft a message that matters and take that message to the stage. Until next week, have a good one.